In today's gospel, Jesus gives the disciples a second announcement of the Passion. Even when he makes mention of the resurrection, it still comes as heavy news to them. They are overwhelmed with grief. The Lord knows that being upfront about this will sadden them, but he still wants to say it so they know that the cross is not something that will befall him, but that it is part of his plan to save us. It's possible that the incident that follows is meant to balance the prospect of the cross in the same way the transfiguration was intended. How does it help? Well, notice that this miraculous payment of the temple tax brings home again to the disciples the fact that Jesus is the Son of God and he has power to achieve whatever he wants. The comparison with the kings of the earth shows that Jesus, being the Son of God, is not required to pay the temple tax. However, so as not to give offense or scandal to those in charge of it, he decides to pay it along with Peter. In doing this, we, we get to see how important it is in, in Jesus' eyes to protect the good conscience of others who would interpret his non-payment as contempt for the temple, quite possibly. Then, by coming up with this payment in a miraculous way, Jesus displays in one action both submission and divine power, which are two qualities that will shine in his passion. His cross and resurrection would manifest his divine power, but also his submission to the Father's plan. And this is quite distinctive of the way Jesus does things. You know, submission and power aren't attributes that are usually in display in the same action. Notice also that he's paying with Peter, who did in fact owe the temple tax. Some fathers of the church point to this as a reference to the passion as well, that Jesus, who was free from sin and did not have to suffer any penalty for sin, freely decided to pay the price of the cross with us, joining our side and providing for the payment in a miraculous way. So as you meditate on this gospel, you may use this question to bring it home to you. What calls your attention in Christ's character as it comes through in these lines? Why do you think he acts the way he does? What is important to him? And finally, what is he trying to tell you in the particular circumstances you are living through now.